nitrate power. You're in the dog zone for an hour. Come on. You know the number. Welcome to the Dark Zone 9000. Uh, this is part two of our World Bodybuilding Federation discussion with Dan McQuaid. So if you haven't listened to part one, you might be very confused, but you can do whatever you want. Fuck it. Do we have, uh, Dan, do you want to do a plug? You can uh, subscribe to Defector Media at defector.com. Um, if you want to see the merchandise store that I run for us, that's defector.store. Um, and I'm on Twitter at DHM, I still tweet a little bit. Um, I'm Dan McQuaid on Instagram if you want to see photos of my cat. Uh, so here we are, uh, the 1992 WBF. I actually have a clip of Vince McMahon promoting it. The World Bodybuilding Federation shoots off the big cannons for the WBF Championship Live tonight, exclusively on pay-per-view. Gary Stridham defends the WBF Championship in a battle of the bulging biceps. But on the front line, the Iron Warrior, Mike Christian, will challenge along with the flexing Dutchman, Barry DeMay, plus a whole rack of 100% U.S.-tested grade-A prime beef. Don't miss the greatest bodybuilding event in history tonight, the WBF Championship. So he says, yeah, he's in the, in the promo, he's trying to say in a national TV kind of way, we're testing for steroids now. <laughs> right. The but it's still tested beef. beef. It's, th- this time, the beef has been tested. Don't worry, everybody. <laughs> tested this beef. You can legally feed these men to your kids. <laughs> okay, if you couldn't guess already, the big difference here is everything. But it's also Vince McMahon has decided... The reason this wasn't a success is because it needed more of his personal razzle-dazzle, and he is now uh, kind of the host, definitely the main announcer, and easily the biggest fan this this has ever had. A, a big man has ever had. He just... He is, he is orgasming with potential at every single move of these large, large men. <laughs> I do love how he's overcorrected in exactly the wrong direction i think he should yes yes (laughs) i thought it was perfectly right i think (laughs) i think the only shame here is that we lost that regis philbin star power because he never knew (laughs) he never knew why it was him he's like i'd like clearly they paid him a lot of money but not enough to uh not look at the cue cards the whole time right so he comes oh yeah but when they came back they were like let's do it again regis and he's like are you fucking kidding me (laughs) no (laughs) I'm never doing the big man show ever again. So they replaced him with Mean Gene. So, okay, the, they've gone so much more WWF. Now the color commentators are not a bodybuilder. It's now Vince McMahon and Bobby the Brain Heenan. Who, uh, Tom, Tom is still there. Yes, Tom, Tom, Tom there. is still there because at the intro, he says, the, the most unbelievable bodybuilders in the world on the face of the earth. Even. For that matter, like <laughs> oh, oh, in the world and and on Earth, it is Heenan's very first time watching bodybuilding. Right, he um, doesn't seem. I actually believe that. Like I believe that was for a bit, but I don't believe he was willing to watch anything before this because he just has nothing 
to add aside from like his one like, running. I mean, bat. he has he has the bit that every single person yeah. he's like, this is my pick to win. And like Vince acts like it's like the first time he's done the bit every single time. And then like, the payoff at the end is I told you so. Yeah. Was it worth it for that for that bit? <laughs> I mean, it was one of the better bits. So yeah, uh, it was like, yeah, one of the only bits. But yeah, all right. Yeah. I, I think they opened with a great bit where Mean Gene gives everyone like two sets of bad news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a like, great way to start a competition. He's like, Yeah, one guy's sick with pneumonia. Sorry. And then um Lex Luger was going to be here, and, uh, well, he got in a motorcycle accident. They throw to him in the hospital. I actually have a clip of that. Even in a hospital bed, I look better than anybody there. But I want to watch the show. I mean, I need my pillow fluff. They keep on giving me these stupid bedpans. <laughs> they, they take your temperature the wrong way here. I mean, uh, all right, where's Lex, my wait, chicken Lex, rice? My fluffy white rice. We're going to have I mean, the spice to say that from all of us here in Southern California, we've really got to sympathize with you. I, I just can't imagine that a cold bedpan would feel good no matter where you are. <laughs> I guess you had to be there. Keep watching, Lex. We're going to check back with you a little bit later on in the show. It's the worst I've ever heard a joke perform in my entire life. <laughs> I, I did not know it was a laugh line. I just thought he was just like, yeah, bedpans suck. But yeah, like, I thought it was, no, was nobody a, else did. Nobody had sorry. any idea except for Vince McMahon, who clearly wrote it. You could hear him laugh <laughs> yeah. at the joke he wrote. So I actually shook Mean Gene's hand once. Um, yeah. I paid five dollars to do it. I was at a wrestling. I was at a wrestling show, and you know, it was like it was like a card run by Tommy Dreamer, who was like a, a longtime sure. ECW guy who like puts on these these uh, indie shows called House of of Hardcore. I don't know if he still does it. This was like. 2018 2019 and so they had like a couple wrestlers there and you know they like sell their autographs or you can take a selfie with them or whatever and mean gene was there and there was a sign that was like that was like you know mean gene action figure sixty dollars you know <laughs> mean gene picture twenty dollars conversation ten dollars handshake five dollars <laughs> so i was like well you know Whatever. I like I was like, I loved uh, I loved mean Gene. So I was like, hey man, here's five dollars. Let me just shake your hand. And then he's like, he's like, Oh, you didn't just leave the bathroom, did oh. you? And I was Elastic. like I was like, am I allowed to reply or do I have to pay another five dollars? Is this a trap? It's like handlers and me Gene like all laughed and like it was like I got to do like a bit with with me nice. Gene. It was amazing, you know. Um but yeah, that's I. If you ever, I, I I love going to indie wrestling shows just because, like, you may see like Animal from the Legion of Doom there, right. you know, selling his autograph, and you know, some shitty or good wrestling. I've got Mean Gene action figures for twenty four ninety nine on eBay. So, uh... <laughs> well, that's that's up negative yeah, okay. thirty five dollars. That's a yeah. That's a sound investment. This was signed. This was signed. Okay. So maybe, okay. So maybe it. So it, it, those would be check because that's going for twenty. <laughs> and I mean, and like considering he charged five dollars for a handshake, I, I assume an an autograph of an action figure was. Does it come with oh, a handshake? Here, 
Here is an autographed Mean Gene uh, action figure that is two hundred dollars on Whoa. signed, signed. Okay. Well, I guess he had to be there. That's what it has to be. What it says when you pull the little string. I uh, was with a friend and we stopped at a Mean Gene Burgers, which I didn't know didn't know was a thing, and uh, we just Wait, found really? it along a highway. And we were there and we were like really excited. We thought it was such a funny idea, and like we bought a T-shirt. And like we're making all these jokes, we took a picture, and they're like, "Like, why the fuck are you guys so excited?" <laughs> and I thought that was so funny that like, I'm like you don't understand the absurdity of a Mean Gene Burgers, I guess, because like, <laughs> I, you know, you work here, I suppose, but like, we think this is weird. Was it even connected? Did he have any idea that it was? Oh God, what it was he had to, to have. His head was on everything. Uh, <laughs> why is this funny to you? <laughs> yeah, this, this is my life. <laughs> Yeah, and, and and it hit him. It hit us that like, yeah, he makes a good point. Like, it really killed our enthusiasm. <laughs> what? Fucking never forgive that guy. Much like let people Gene have did. fun, you fucking asshole. Flip the burger. Let us live our lives. <laughs> Much like Mean Gene did with the entire momentum of the show in the first two minutes. <laughs> why, like, why? Why was Lex Luger so angry? Also, like, I guess so. Like, that was a legitimate. I don't think that was a legitimate hospital bed. No, but. Um, but he did have a legitimate motorcycle accident Yeah, that, that led to a real injury. And that is why he was not there. I don't know why they thought that the best way to solve that, that he could no longer be there was to like, have him be like a real jerk in the hospital. <laughs> and I feel like that had to have been his strange. character, but, but like the crossover, I, I, I think you're being overconfident with like, people following the WWF, I guess. Well, it, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's more simple than that. Like if the first thing people resort to when they're very bad at comedy and they don't have any time is the angry character. Like you see right. it in every improv. Well, I'm yeah, just grumpy. Yeah. And like, I think that's what they gave him when they were like, he's been in a what? <laughs> what? All right. I'll write a ho- Did you say a hospital bed sketch? Okay. He's still going to be in the thing. All right. Well, he's in a motorcycle. He- I've got it. Cranky. He doesn't like being in the hospital. That's a, that's a premise. He wants his fluffy white rice. Is that, is that, a, I'll put it in the script. Whatever. Well, well, I, I, I will put a little note here that if it bombs, you can say, I guess you had to be there. <laughs> oh, so fucking weird. And like, just let's the air out of an already empty room, uh, which again, I want to remind everyone, this is the least successful pay-per-view in American television history. Uh, I, I, I'd have to double check the sources, but that's, it's, it's what I read. Um, and it, uh, so now we like, let's start the show. Like Eddie Robinson comes out and did he we, was the guy on, who did had, we already announced. Well, what was the other guy's name that there, there was another guy out sick. Lex Luger couldn't be there, but also one of the competitors they said came down with pneumonia and couldn't be there. Yeah. It? That was Vince. Yeah. Vince, Vince. Comerford. Comerford. That's right. Know. Okay. So we're yeah. Already, we're we're one disaster down. But we dodged a bullet because he was a Native American in the first one, and this bigger and more spectacular show, he would have had a full headdress on, like he no question. He would have scalped somebody because that's yeah. one of the themes of this. And every, almost every one of these sketches, I, I'm going to say, sixty percent of these sketches open with them murdering somebody and then <laughs> right. turning around to pose, like yep. fresh off the murder. Here's my muscles <laughs> coming out doing the scene from Bone Tomahawk. 
Here comes Vince. <laughs> and turns around after he splits him in two. Is, Look at the <laughs> muscles that split that man in two. <laughs> Look at him devour the entrails of his victim. He gets that protein. Uh, yeah, but Eddie Robinson comes out and he's doing a full Rambo thing. And it, and it shows that the packages have upgraded from them in their kitchen making vegetables to <laughs> like, like a full Rambo cosplay, like loading an M60. And um, uh, he, he comes out and this, this is where I should have loved it, but I inexplicably did not. He starts shooting ninjas with his M60. Instead of posing in any way, he's just like, rat-a-tat-tat, I kill the ninja. Rat-a-tat-tat, kill that ninja. Uh, See, this is where I started absolutely loving it. He came out <laughs> and I was like, well, he's just going to pose with the gun and put it down. And then he aims it at the crowd. And I'm like, wow, this is a different yeah. time when you can aim a machine gun at the audience. And then he starts pulling the trigger and like guys start dying. And you're like, what? They're ninjas. The ninjas fucking storms the sage. Huge biceps. More ninja murder. And a little slow kung fu fight. It was great. Yeah, the little kung fu oh. fight. Oh my goodness. After the routine, there's like more bit and like ninjas come on to the stage and he like, instead of shooting them, he like gets into like a little, like, like fight with them. And his kick, his like spin kick is like one of the funniest things I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) They, they really can maybe, just lift weights. He like hits the dude's like thigh. Like he can't get high at yeah. all. Yeah. Every thing. act of physicality, other than lifting weights, these guys are just completely inept at. Uh, but uh, it's adorable in, in, in an adorable way. Uh, Tom Platz has a little bit of feedback for his routine. You, do, do you guys still want to hear that? Please. Uh, big biceps. <laughs> thanks tom this has been a year uh clearly it's been triple the budget of the first one and tom brings had nobody had any notes nobody had any notes for how tom did the first time where the most interesting (laughs) thing he said was he made up a lie about muscle fibers (laughs) instead of answering a question and everybody's like you did fucking great you did fucking great tom let's get you back with no notes uh, to point out that the large man in the large man competition has big biceps. I've been working on some quips. I got one about how a guy looks strong. That'll be that'll be interesting. <laughs> Real strong. Yeah, uh, you can sort of feel it hemorrhaging money. Like you say, it's got triple the budget, and like everything you see just seems too expensive. Like like yeah, unrehearsed, this is- too expensive. Yeah, they like they rented out a jet for the next vignette. They didn't fly it, but they rented out a jet to sit in. Yeah, yeah. I assume that still costs some money. They probably did not get the cooperation of the United States Navy for for the scene. (laughs) Yeah, that was somebody's collector jet. They paid. So I liked that some of the guys, like uh, like what's his face up there, Major Guns, Eddie Robinson. He got his new character, Major Guns. Uh, But some of the guys are just like, "No, your character rules." Top Gun, Tony Pearson, you're the jet man. Again, you're a li- we know you're a lifeguard. We know it has nothing to do with them, but they're like, <laughs> yes, the jet man. And here's what, what struck me as insane early on, when, because they started to announce the lineup, and I was like, wait a minute. Is it all the same people? Exactly, <laughs> exactly the same people. It's exactly the same people just a year later. It's, it's astonishing that it's not even a competition. 
Like, it's just, you really thought year after year after year, people would watch the same guy with the same muscles do the same poses? I, I What was this? What was the game plan? It's fucking crazy. Maybe uh, it's crazy. This Top Gun thing, This speaking of crazy, they they did a full systems check for this jet. And it goes on <laughs> for, for 15 minutes. Long. God damn it. Then there's a whole dogfight that he's in. But of course it's not him. It's just a... Uh, either him as in a in a studio or just a different actor in a helmet just looking around while they play footage of jets fighting and you like what is the, do they fucking think we think this is happening like get i get the idea that he's a jet fighter cool like so let's wrap it up but it's like no like there this is real footage of him like having a jet fight for yeah, 40 minutes the, the vignettes seem to like shift between like this is just a bit or, or like this is real, like without any sort of like thought to it. Like it's like seventeen different people wrote this, but like no, I'm pretty sure just Vince McMahon wrote all this. Yeah, this yeah. is a Vince McMahon joint. I my favorite part of the the I guess the lore, the world building that they're if this is one cohesive world, is that all of the other parts like they the the main part goes to the bodybuilder. He's he gets to play pretend. He gets to play. I'm the Jetman. But all the other parts go to the same uh, four skanks just doing. <laughs> so even like the flight check lady goes yeah. to a skank doing the best acting that a professional. And I say it with all the love in my heart, a 90 skank can do. Yeah. And they, they just rotate How Vince found her. He looked it up at the yellow pages. <laughs> well, there was, there was, before it was an insult, it was a career in the 90s. You could just be a professional yeah. skank. So my my favorite line during the Jetman Tony Pearson set is, I, I think it's it has to be Vince. I didn't write down who said it, but it's it's right after he says totally drug free, and then he goes, "You've heard of James Brown, the hardest working man in showbiz? Well, this is maybe the hardest working man in bodybuilding." <laughs> Doesn't even oh, commit. God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have heard of James Brown. Yeah, good point. For yeah, a person oh yeah, who's not named James or Brown. Yeah. Uh. Uh, they, they also say, this is the first one they say, Tony Pearson, the man who wrote his own rap. And then they start playing his own rap about <laughs> being the jet man. <laughs> I did not take a clip. If you're expecting me to hit a clip, I did not take it. <laughs> Damn it. I, I, I was I considering just, doing this it. This rap was harder to hear. It was. Uh, they talked over it the whole yeah. time. But man, they, they were going for an album. He was going to be the Jetman. Just completely, totally drug-free Jetman up there. And of course, of course, Tom Platts also adds, look at that back. <laughs> you got him. Uh, I guess we talked about Mike Quinn in part one. Uh, oh, but a little bit. this is this is like so according to several bodybuilding message boards that I read while researching this, this is like an infamous routine for how bloated yes. he is. Um he is very bloated. But it opens with Mean Gene making a Rodney King joke. He's like he's like, Mike Quinn won't be here. He's been arrested. But we know your police chief, Daryl Gates, loves video. And Ooh, he then, went they, there. then they cut to him in prison, but he's like wearing a straitjacket, like it's like a like a like a sanitarium in a movie in the 50s or whatever. <laughs> right. And then like 
the I thought that like it was good. I like I was like, oh, it's gonna rip off this like straight jacket. That'll like look cool at least. Nope. It was like it took him so long to get it off, and it wasn't like give him a trick one. so unflattering somehow like him taking off this then he then then he's like on the run from out of the jail and they're just like whoa that's what happened in the jail and then they 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 cut and he's coming into the to the uh arena or whatever it was and his line is he goes vince mcmahon baby vince mcmahon (laughs) yeah what does that mean yeah, Mike Quinn has one of those personalities where he says "baby" at the end of every sentence, as if he's like, yeah. like, oh, this is my announcer guy. Oh, look at my, I'm a fast talker, baby. Uh, I say things and then I say "baby, baby." They did. So, it's worth noting uh, for what happens after after the uh, the little pose down. Uh, he did kill several police officers in that skit. Right. Uh, he did. He didn't just make it. He didn't burst out of the wall of the jail cell like the Kool Aid Man. Just like he didn't burst out of the. The first out of the straight jacket. They made everything look real hard for him, uh, but he did. He did kill several police officers yeah. and then jogged into the arena uh, to to pose. And then almost as soon as he poses, after hulking out of a jail cell and murdering several cops with his bare hands, as soon as he starts posing, Tom Platt says, "Looking a little soft." <laughs> even, even, even Vince says, "I think it's pretty safe to say, Tom, that Mighty Mike Quinn has been better in the past." In terms yeah. of he physique, so he's bad, looked better. Even Vince had to had to admit it. Um, oh, apparently, according to one of the message boards I read, I can't really hear it in the video. Someone, someone, so like cops come out again at the end of his bit, and he he grabs them both and does like a double noggin knocker. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently someone yells out, arrest him for being fat. Wow. <laughs> Which, yeah. I don't know if that Damn. happened, but I'll tell you what did happen. He jogged off the stage with two skanks. And uh, I think it's, I think it's Vince McMahon who says, guess he's on his way to bimbo heaven now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Fucked up. So the storyline is he murders his way out of a, a, a prison for the mentally insane, the criminally insane. And uh, uh, kills a couple of cops on stage and then uh, kidnaps two women and has sex with them. All is, to be is, told, he's looking a little fat. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, well, three men call him fat and he performs his own rap, which and again goes like this. Here's a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember, but why, at some point in that clip, why does Vince McMahon yell the words bobsled team? I agree 100%. <laughs> the density of the insanity in that clip. I, 
I was going to stop it because we listened last time. I was like, where would I stop? What would I cut? Bobsled team. I was trying to figure it out watching it. It's like, I I, I don't know. I, I was trying the- to think like a cool runnings thing but maybe this predates cool runnings like he does I, yeah two skanks do come right. on stage but at no point i don't think they do the i don't think they line no, up like i don't think so thing. either but i think like he thought that they were going to Close I, enough. I don't know maybe he wrote they do the bobsled team down there and they didn't want to do it <laughs> okay. maybe it's like a slippery panties thing like oh he's got them so moist there yeah yeah wait yeah fire the fine like a slang dictionary from the early 90s and be like, you know, like that famous um, New York Times thing where they had like the grunge lexicon and it was just like some like prankster just gave them a bunch of like terms that right. grungesters used. It's like the one the one that I love is uh, swinging on the flippity flop means like hanging out and the New York Times like printed that pretty as good. like a real thing. So like maybe someone told Vince they're like oh a bobsled team is what all the kids say now. Well, that means it's you're like wet panties are cool. flying off yeah. into the audience. <laughs> when so when six weird. men pull white wet panties off of you and they come off way too easily, that's the bobsled team. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna pull that quote. Just put Robert Brockway after it. Uh, <laughs> uh, the next one is David Durth. Uh, he's the the what the rock and roll fucking band. I can't remember his name. Rock and, and roll, roll wild band. child. Wild Child. And he does a full rock and roll show. Like he air guitars a full terrible rock song in some like club. And he does not get to be the front man of this rock yeah, band. He's like the guitarist. He's the guitarist that they barely linger on. They do have a front man who looks like fucking junkie Steve Perry. And he gets more fucking Steve Perry up there gets more of the spotlight <laughs> than the bodybuilder. <laughs> he gets more screen time. I, it's I just don't know what I get why you make the full music video, but why did they not cut it down to two seconds? Like, just like, okay, he's, he just came from a gig where he plays guitar for us. Like, no, no, you need to see the whole song, everybody. Well, because he, <laughs> his story is, his story is like the first, cause up until now, every single one of these men has murdered somebody and then came on stage. <laughs> those about it. And so his is the first of the stories where it gets really sad. Cause what happens is he runs backstage and all the groupies, all the skanks follow him. And they, they forcibly strip him. And the director makes a crazy decision here to say, and you're scared. You're really scared of it. And so he looks super frightened that all of his clothes are gone. And then he runs away from them at top speed while they celebrate stealing his clothing. And that's that's the cue to like, now he comes out fresh from getting mugged by women. It's, it's David Dirt. And then he poses. And then he has to pose. It makes me so sad for him all throughout. The... The the song's chorus is that's what rock and roll is all about, which yeah. is like it's like sounds like a it's like it's like oh that's like a royalty free song about rock and roll that yeah. you found. This is definitely a background song from a CSI episode type of song. It's um, this is also a this is a bit where I really like Vince's drug line in this one that was. With the drug-free competition, it makes it a level playing field for everyone. He also, he doubles down on this one. He says, it's amazing. You can do that with no steroids. Unbelievable. (laughs) (laughs) Right? It is kind of unbelievable. Yeah. Not sure I buy it. Uh, Luckily, Platt saves the day. He comes out and he says, ooh, he's rock hard. 
<laughs> they say rock hard a lot. That's Platts. Yeah. Platts like yeah. opens the seal on that, and they're like, "That's a good phrase. Let's not think about it." They had that phrase. I remember. I was a kid in the '90s. We, I, we had that phrase. I, I was like eleven or twelve here. We knew what rock hard meant. Yeah. Everybody did. You know what you're doing when you say, "Oh, he's rock hard." That we could see in those little panties. Yeah. Like Vince is sexually squealing for half of the show. And <laughs> talking about how rock hard these men are. Get it on! Bobsled time, baby! I don't, I don't know what the fuck uh, he's saying. David, um, David Durth is the only other competitor I could find who has since passed on. Um, mm. He died in... Uh, I, I actually don't know. Uh, he, but he, he died at age 56. Um, he had like a heart attack while getting surgery for something. Um, but here's a line from it, from the obit on muscle insider. Um, <laughs> David's brutal honesty about his recreational drug use, steroid use slash abuse, run-ins with the cops, sexual conquests, bar fights, family deaths, trading injuries, medical problems, and job losses made him a fan favorite among the bodybuilding fans who grew up in his era and newbies who'd never heard of him before. People charged screenshots from his posts on other forums, which made David even more famous. Can, can I just say, uh, <laughs> looking up and reading from the obituaries of all the competitors is the darkest goddamn bit I've ever heard. Yep. Only, only <laughs> two of it. them I are, love it. Are, are dead, <laughs> but, so. but did you only happen to look up two? No, I looked up everyone. Yeah, you looked up everyone. Because <laughs> I figured everyone was going to be dead. Right. And, and in fact, That's what yeah. I'm saying. And you're right. No, I'm not saying you're wrong. You were absolutely correct to do this. It's just so dark. I'm and not I saying mean, I'm proud of it. I'm just <laughs> you should be. It's, it was much need. It was a much needed reminder that uh, this was a really bad idea for everybody involved. For in every way. In every way. Uh, I, I, I'm kind of like, I'm relieved that his story is real because all these guys have like bad boy stories, but you're kind of like, you look like a dude who just does a lot, lifts a lot of weights. But David Durth is like, no, no, I was a real dirt bag. <laughs> like, okay, that's yeah, good to I know. Do, I do. Yeah, like, oh, he kind of is the rock and roll wild yeah. shot. Yeah, he really that's was. I mean, rest in peace, but he was. Yeah. Because I don't <laughs> think that other guy was a real fighter pilot. No, 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 some doubts are being thrown. Can I, can I really, it's my favorite one is the next one. Can I do the next one? Please. Mike. Okay. It's Mike Christian, the iron warrior. And, uh, they, they describe him. Mean Gene calls him armed and dangerous. And then we cut to like a steel working factory with a bunch of ripped steel workers. And they're like with sparks and fire and, and just all of this manly stuff for way too long. All this like cut to stock footage of just iron being poured and then they steam burst out of the arena. And when it clears, you see a giant cast, a giant like metal cast, a big box. And then uh, uh, say he doesn't get the skanks, though. He gets big burly men come out and free him from this cast as though he's been molded. And so yes. they pull the they pull the cast open they creak it open. And with all of this, this showmanship, you see that uh, an actual exact outline has been cut of Mike Christian into this iron and he's standing there in his pose and steps out of the cast and it, it, the iron warrior steps right out. And then Platts goes looking a little soft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
he instantly says that this guy sucks. Yep. The second he the steps out of the cast, he's... Uh, and then later he says, later he says, I think he's had a hard time with the transition to steroid free. And I think that's when Vince is uh, like mad at him. He goes, you said that before. He's like, he's like, Shut up about how soft he is. And about how steroids were better. Like specifically shut up about yep. how the steroids were what made him better. Bobby the Brain, who's like a, a skilled broadcaster, uh, well, compared to Vince, I guess. So he, he knows better than to just directly contradict him. So he's just uh, like talking about how buff he is. He's really super buff to me, guys. I fucking, wow, I can't believe how buff he is. Wow, he's really hard. So that's how they handle this guy. He's just complaining about how soft this guy is the whole time. I think Vince also, I, I think it's Vince who says he has not been enjoying the greatest health as of late. Like to okay. one of the to one of Platt's like insisting no no it's it's, it's the steroids and Vince is like no he's not he's not been enjoying the greatest health as of late like so you uh-huh. want the narrative to be that everybody in this competition is sick because that's <laughs> so far that's like half of the people are out to sickness and injuries in your your peak of the human form competition you're like ah they're all sick <laughs> they're all sick out here flexing it up for us next up we have. Danny Padilla, and he's the giant killer. And uh, their production designer was like, oh, I think I have an idea for that. And they do a full Jack and the Beanstalk thing. In, <laughs> but like, like uh, it's it's got the vibes of like a Christian educational show. It's like he walks up to a Beware the Giant sign and he turns to the camera. He's like, oh, Peshaw. Peshaw. Big, big fucking Zach Morris <sighs> shrug to the camera. What? God damn. Oh, I hate it so fucking much. And he gets, he, everybody else gets like a rad guitar solo. He gets weedy, wispy little (laughs) flute music. (laughs) A little little lute. And they make him look, they put big mushrooms and things around to make him look as small as possible. (laughs) As he's about to come out to this competition for how big you are. Yeah. He's a human color. Like, he faces a giant and then he only just like steps on his toe. Yeah, like, he should have lifted him like, or something. Beat him up, yeah. And he just... also, before that, he like does the aw shucks look into the camera. Like the giant's like, I'm going to kill you. And then he's like, oh, hey, audience at home. Should I let him kill me? <laughs> Real Bugs Bunny shit. And then he just, I, he, and he just stomps on his foot like Dennis yep. the Menace. That's how Dennis the Menace would solve it. That's yeah. how like a child, that's how that's a home alone bit. And it has nothing to do with how strong you are. Nothing right. in this makes you look cool at all. And then he explains that that's why they call me the giant killer to the camera. And again, like Vince made this for four-year-olds. Except I, if my daughter saw this when she was four, she would have said, Dad, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, and then then after all this, he just emerges from the shadows weirdly nude. So again, like the, the <laughs> tone is all over the place. Uh, there's also like big fake mushrooms on stage yes um yeah. uh, but then platz instantly says that he sucks this year compared <laughs> everybody <to> sucks <laughs> platz is out here just going everybody sucks now that they're not on steroids and then vince vince replies that's what you can do if you're drug free and you're 41 years old <laughs> yeah. and own a bodega and just have to bowl until 4 a.m and are a real little guy <laughs> do you have uh, then he he's a, again one of the only people that gets interviewed i don't know why they ambush only certain people coming off of the stage but they they interview him about what just happened and i don't think he's been 
fully coached. Like it's all building up to a sketch ending, but he has not been fully coached on the interview because they ask how we felt about this. And he says, this is it. This is the day of my life. I almost, <laughs> I almost won it too. And then he winks at the camera and Gene has to be like, well, you, you might still win it. <laughs> no, no, no. You don't know that you lost yet. <laughs> this is the day of my life. Almost won it too. Wink. Fucking destroyed the entire cave immediately. And then the giant comes out again because this has not been humiliating enough. They have to do it to him live in front of the audience. He ducks under his legs and knocks him over and then starts slapping him with his hat, with his own hat, which is just, is that, what is, there's a term for this, right? Where, where like with dwarves and stuff, where if you, if all you're doing is making the show about how they're small, it's like, it's like the minstrel show version of, yeah. of short people. Whatever yeah. that term is, uh, this is that, uh, but specifically not on steroids. <laughs> yeah, he's just kind of a, a buff guy who's not very tall, and they're they're making him do this like minstrelly little person show. It's it's so uncomfortable. Like he's and five two. That's okay. It's not. I mean, it's it's yeah, kind of little. Not, like yeah, that's like short for a man, but it's not like you know particularly short. It doesn't. You know? It doesn't have to be his personality. <laughs> yeah, like if I met him, I would make a note of how short he was, but I don't. I don't know if I would like describe him as, as a little guy. <laughs> yeah, maybe I would. I, I he'd have to have a pretty big personality to overcome five foot two. Like, you guys are like he's I, I he's do not think that short. I think he he's did have short. a bit of a, a personality. Yeah, even though like he was acting in like a vignette for toddlers, as as you said. Like <laughs> I don't know. I, I do think he had some some like personality sure. to him. He was the best um, dancer for sure. He was yeah, he dancing. was a, he was the best dancer. He comes alive with a Latin beat. You got to give him that. That's how that's I would another, describe him. Hold on, that's another point. This is 1992. Latin was enough. He could have just been the Latin one. Like you don't. Why did you make him the little guy when you had you don't have a Latin guy? That's true. 1992. That was enough for a personality. He could have been a bullfighter. Uh, I'm not saying it would be better, but. He could like have a little matador cape and like pull it out of the way to show his dick basket, put it back. <laughs> as, and, uh, as though it's Vlad's angry. Could be like, sweet dick basket. Uh, look a little soft though. Uh, it's a little soft. I wish, I wish it was bulging more. I wish it was rock hard. Uh, the next guy is the future again. He does, he's a uh, kind of a robot thing. Same as last year. Uh, it's like a little more elaborate this time. Like last year, he was just like in a, yeah, in a tube booth, <laughs> yeah. and like now they have like cheesy cyborg graphics. Now, right. did you happen to cap the song? Well, I guess it's not quite a song, but the soundtrack of his. I didn't. Don't think okay. I noticed. So I am going to have to do the robot voice. Please initiate bicep phase, <laughs> <laughs> abdominals. The whole time. The whole time. The whole time. So embarrassing. I uh, I like that he like walks like the Terminator on stage, but like to the beat. Um, <laughs> it was real jolly. It's just like it sort of ruined the whole like cyborg thing for me that like he was like walking like a robot, but like sorry for doing the voice. But it was like on time with the beat, and it's like, oh that somehow like ruins it for me. <laughs> Initiate bicep phase. I just I and to be clear, that's not like 
just the start. That's the soundtrack while he's doing it. So the robot will say, initiate bicep phase, and then he'll flex his bicep yeah, yeah. as though he's going through the routine. And uh, he's the future. He's a cyborg. He's uh, Do you have what Vince, Vince says? I do not. Vince says, he's doing it drug-free. And does anybody have what Platt says? I do not. His waist is a little wide. <laughs> what a gentle way to put it. That's like how you tell your wife your dress isn't fitting. Oh, He's doing just, it drug free. Ah, his waist is a little wide. His waist is a little wide. I, I, I don't know how to put it, honey. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I like how you guys are both like trying to not do the robot. I think it's okay to do the robot voice. It's just, we're, we're not allowed to do the Chinese voice anymore, Robert. <laughs> that, that was my best robot voice. <laughs> That's the best uh, I got. I, I do like it that they do a little package here to explain the process of uh, judging these bodies, even though this one is 100% of work and Danny Padilla has already like explained that. They're like, oh, yeah, we look at the vascular, blah, 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 and the symmetry, which, again, feels really late for it. Like, this should have been the first thing they showed at the start yeah. of the first one. Yeah, In absolutely. part two, like halfway through part two, they start explaining what the, what the point of this is. So why are we doing this? Oh, right. Yeah. It's like this podcast. It's run just as well as this podcast. <laughs> there, the, a guy who we've never seen before named Dave Draper talks about how they're looking for talent in a person and things that go deeper into the person into the character right and it's just like now i feel like i'm further away from how how this competition yep. is judged. so you're judged on your your muscles i found it fascinating that they called out vascularity like you want or don't they, they didn't say which direction they're like we judge them on their vascularity like right judge them on their veins it's good. They, vein good, they did vein call bad. that one guy thin-skinned like it was a real compliment. So I say the more veins, the better. And remember they said that one guy had a fire hose vein. Yeah, you're right. The fire hose vein. In, <laughs> the, in the first one, they talk about how they're looking for mass and density. And my wife kept being like, aren't those the same thing? Like, I need more <laughs> explanation here. Yeah. Your wife is the Emperor's New Clothes character. Like, the whole this, all of this is just a bunch of guys talking bullshit that falls apart the second anyone asks just a really common sense question. I have a clip from the WBF Body Stars. I wanted to talk about that just briefly because uh, there was a TV show that went along with this, um, but the TV show was kind of just a commercial for it. And this was so obvious that they couldn't find any advertisers. This was like something that aired on uh, Saturday mornings on USA. And it was such a commercial for this pay-per-view that advertisers are like, I'm not going to fucking pay to be a part of your commercial. So was Vince McMahon had to buy the whole airtime like it was an infomercial. Was and it a cartoon? No, it was It oh, was like a behind fuck. the scenes. It made me think of it because of, uh, of this behind the scenes we're talking about. And it just sort of showed like the bodybuilders lifting weights and like what they eat. This is sort of like the packages from the first one. Uh, here's a clip. Hello, I'm Vince McMahon. 
Join Cameo and me for a behind-the-scenes look at the superstars and the super bodies on WBF Body Stars. If you're into bodies and what makes them look so good, then you don't want to miss WBF Body Stars. Every Saturday morning on USA, it's about health and fitness. Hanging and banging, riding and sliding, food and fun, fashion and passion. WBF Body Stars, you've got to want it. <laughs> Fucking riding and sliding. Banging. Riding and sliding. That's that bobsled shit. That's that bobsled shit. You just if you're into bodies, is it is an incredible in the bodies. Yeah. Children, if you love bodies, no, you're not Vince. We can't say that. That's expressly illegal in every country to say that to a child. So just just one way, one other way this thing was hemorrhaging money is Vince McMahon had to buy an actual infomercial for it to again perform worse than any other pay-per-view had in the history of humankind. Is there any is there anything they could have done to lose more money in this one? Like I scientifically don't think so. I, I, can't I think imagine. it's so jam-packed so rapidly with things built to get you fines, to make you like permanent yep. enemies with anybody that could potentially recover from this, to drive sponsors away, to just to just sink money on nothing on set pieces to fucking to rent a jet for a guy to come out and flex like <laughs> nobody that cares about the second thing gives a shit about the first thing yep. and vice and versa everyone everyone this touched has a reason to file a lawsuit like several it's just are dead asking. yeah <laughs> it's fucking good god this and you said this is the same stage as those uh those those crystal light uh aerobics Answers, right? uh, that, it was for the first one. Like it was a very similar looking stage. I, this one, uh, this one was way more '90s. The first one was way more '80s, despite that they were both in the. I'm just looking for a, a lingering curse. I'm looking for like maybe somebody died on that stage in a tragic oh, way. And I don't. I mean, several people died on the stage, like during the show. Not like you know, actually died. I mean, slowly. Characters died. Right. Several police officers, you know, this was a... I mean, they were dying. God, the, the next one is uh, Barry DeMay, and he does a Don't very, Don't just very leave long... it there. Barry DeMay, the flexing Dutchman. Yes. Oh, you're right. The flexing Dutchman. And he's very handsome, and that's, like, what where they're going with it now. And he does a very long, like, uh, casino thing, like 007, like, Baccarat game. Like, and... despite the fact that it was at a casino last year and is not at a casino this year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and to go back and pay more to this same <laughs> casino. And uh, Vince just giggles and cheers through the whole thing. He's like, oh, he's a lady killer, all right. Like, he just can't he get over how fucking it. hot this dude is. 100% he wrote it. The yeah. way he giggles through it and nobody else does, and he's just like, yeah, this is great. This is great. It's absolutely a writer, like, seeing his sketch come to life. He's like, yeah. Yeah, he's the he's the James Bond of vascularity. Look at it. Look at that fucking anaconda on his neck. Look at that thing. And I think what he thinks is that he's he's got one for the ladies. Like this guy's going to be a hit with the ladies. But um, I watch a lot of like hunky videos from the 80s and uh, they they think it's for the ladies. So there's like sort of this game they play where like, hey, ladies, this is a video for you, but it's absolutely for gay men. And like, sure. that's, yeah. that's like what Vince is, he's making the classic mistake here that like, I guess it's kayfabe, but not with Vince's case. Like Vince sincerely thinks the ladies are going to love this. This is not a, an act. Because he loves it. So why wouldn't, why wouldn't everybody? Now I don't yeah, I, follow the internal logic of this sketch. So 
He goes to a casino. Nothing, nothing, nothing. It takes forever. He's just gambling. He's not even saying anything cool. He just says like, yeah, but uh, let's go. I, I actually left and like made a sandwich and came back and he was still gambling. <laughs> he was still calmly gambling. Finally, finally, a casino skank like just assaults him, comes up and starts groping him. She, she says, I'll be good luck for you. He does win. And then she says, so you earned this and gives him like an amulet, like some sort of, like some sort of skank. <laughs> A skank talisman, which one can use to summon that particular skank in battle later. Uh, she gives, so he won and she gives him an amulet and he's like, he looks confused because she says nothing. And she just kind of leaves and he's like, well, now I have your amulet. And then he comes back to her room and is like, did you want this back? <laughs> he uses that as an excuse. That's the excuse to get together is that he confusedly oh, returns so her good. amulet to like, was this a loan? It's like when you leave a sweater at someone's house. Like, oh, I left. I got to come then back he, with my sweater. Then he exits the hotel room and he's like on stage. Like they, yep. there's like a little like hotel room door so he that fucked they her. set up on stage so that's the the role you're playing is that he came straight from fucking her walked out his hotel room door it opens onto the bodybuilding stage he is which means wait that means it's there's also the penitentiary for the criminally insane <laughs> yeah. on the other side fucking who zoned this neighborhood <laughs> oh vince mcmahon i did just hit me now, uh, I don't have any of Tom Platz's lines for this pose off. I wrote down uh, a bunch of Vince McMahon's, though. Okay. Uh, his first, oh, nice look at those abs. Oh, that's uh, <laughs> one of them where he just loses his mind. Uh, they say he knows how to handle women and dumbbells. Same thing to me. It's, uh, that was Bobby one. Heenan. That, Bob, oh, that, that was, was Bobby, Bobby Heenan. Heenan. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, Vince McMahon is the one that says, I could pick up the slack for the guy if he wants, uh, referring to the woman he's just left, uh, saying, I Ugh. specifically prefer the sloppy seconds while he's posing. Ugh. He I might be talking about his flaccid penis. He might be like, oh, let me just carry your flaccid penis for you, sir. <laughs> Either way. And then when he, uh, the You're spent thing... and flopping dong! <laughs> you majestic beast! Oh, the dong! Look at those dong! <laughs> He, the, the pose off ends and he goes back to the hotel room as if I just took a little pose break in between railing this woman and, and she uh, the skit isn't over somehow he gets two skits out of this where she poisons his drink but he switches them so now she's going to die but he's still like getting really closer like we're gonna fuck yeah. I guess hopefully I guess hopefully while she's dying instead of after. Hopefully before. Uh, when 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 she tries to drug him, Vince says, "I thought the WBF was supposed to be drug free." <laughs> That's so sarcastic, Vince. <laughs> yeah, he's telling on himself with that one. And he ends that bit when she drinks it. He Vince McMahon says, "Go ahead, drink it." <laughs> he thinks it's uh, like, "Hey, watch a woman die." He, re he really came to life on this yeah. one in the worst way. I had some, there's some problems with the next one too. The next one's Aaron Baker, the fallen angel. And they kind of do a cool little comic book thing. So he's like a full superhero now. And uh, you're like, okay, this is great. 
But he comes out and uh, again, this is the black man with the show enough haircut. And he comes out and Vince says, he sculpted Ebony. Yeah, I don't is, think that's I, great. Uh, it's, yeah, it's not exactly great. Um, that's, all, that's my only note for this. I was just kind of uncomfortable with, with Vince McMahon. Uh, that's the only note I really have, except that he did get an encore and Tom said he was better this year. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he did look great. The two notes I took were Vince McMahon says, totally drug free. And, <laughs> and Tom Platt says, great back. <laughs> He's back to see. That's how you know someone's still on steroids because that's that's the code. <laughs> he's got the, he's on the back. He's on he's, he's on the back, back again. He's on a Great cycle back. of back. Uh, and then next was Zook, and his is a just a really long Baywatch thing. He's like rescues a lady. I I kind of scrubbed through like, this one. It's so weird. Like he says, like he's like he tells who is like lifeguard assistant, which is a uh-huh. thing, I guess, and sure. is like and is like. Oh, you're gonna need to watch the ocean for me t- today because he's like babes are like all over him, and then like there's someone drowning and he's just like, "Well, oh, I'm not doing it." And the assistant coach goes <laughs> out, makes the save, brings the woman back, and then the assistant's like, "Oh, I'm gonna need you to help me with this part." And then Zook <laughs> gives gives the the drowning victim mouth to mouth. Okay, but can and, you imagine? Uh... A guy that size running out into the water and swimming. That is true. No, <laughs> I, like, there's a few segments where you see these guys run and it's really fun. It's really funny. Yeah. It, it looks like their upper half has been stabilized. Like, like just the upper half is on some sort of gyroscope because if they move too much, it's all going to topple. It's just, you can, I saw that that the assistant ran out and why are they giving the cool moment once again to the assistant just like they gave the cool moment to the singer in the rock band and it was immediately followed by like oh yeah he either can't swim or it would be completely ridiculous he would look like like a senior pit bull just trying to swim out there doing his best you would be rooting for him to survive it uh one of my favorite Platts quotes uh, looking a little bit soft tonight, Vince. Uh, looking like uh, I think he's been sick—some kind of intestinal virus. <laughs> another sick, <laughs> An- another sick bodybuilder going around. Um, there's also a part where Tom goes ravioli abs, and Bobby goes, "I love Mexican food," and Vince goes, "I beg your pardon." It was like they like just didn't have a bit there and just sort of improvised into one that was nonsense yeah you knew what a cue was from three different bits and you're like i'm gonna do that and see if it works see if we can fit it together uh but yeah so they're all sharing the same intestinal disease probably from one of the skanks and again it's not a nice thing to say now but that's what they were on the call sheet and probably the nicest thing anyone said to them during the week they were hanging out with vince mcmahon uh the next guy is the executioner and he's kind of just lurking near a chopping guillotine with no one on it and then they put a hot girl on a rack and then there's a guy in the stockade and there's like this this dude torturing them. And so here comes the executioner with an ax and they have not updated his costume. So he's still very much sticking with uh, it. All right. Sticking with it. Let Dan do it. Dan was going to do it. Oh yeah. So here is what, uh, so he comes out in his, after like executing someone in his intro video, uh, Johnny comes out in that black executioner's hat that looks like a KKK hat. And Bobby goes, Guess who's coming to dinner at David Duke's house? <laughs> Jesus Christ. It. Jesus Christ. You can't say. 
What the Ugh. fuck did you just say? Aren't you glad you stay tuned for episode two? Uh, <laughs> delivering... Is that also a reference to that Sidney Poitier movie? Yes, it's yeah, Guess Who's Coming so, to Dinner. Yeah. Oh, it's like double racist. It's the most... Guess Amazing. Who's Coming to Dinner because he's he looks like a black Klansman going to... Fuck, that's crazy. That's the craziest thing. Uh, uh, well, it's the second craziest thing. No, it's the first craziest thing. No, there's no <laughs> I way thought it was real it. weird how he kills the torturer. Like, oh, he's going to come chop the head off of this guy in the stockades. And he's like, no, he's rescuing him? Like, <laughs> yeah. He rescues saves. the torturer? There's no... So weird. And then, like, kills this troll who's torturing... Well, he... he... He chops, like, Vince gets really excited. He's like, is he going to hit him? And then he does it. And he's like, oh, he does it. And then he, like, hits him in the balls. And Vince is like, oh, he did do it. There's like, <laughs> a crazy moment right before that where he looks, he's doing the Roman gladiator thing where he looks to the crowd like, should I kill him? And they all cheer. And you're like, well, that's dark. And then yeah. uh, Bobby says, yeah, kill him. Kill him. Like, really fucking flatly just kill him. Yeah, Dude, kill him. I'm so close. Put me on. And the then edge he does kill him. He just kills him. Yeah. And everybody goes nuts. It I feel like he's the good guy in that story. The guy was torturing. Yeah. I, I uh, just just a, a whole team of real big sick murderers. Just steroid free, violently but, ill, <laughs> shitting so all the time see. murderers. I should have t- done this earlier in my notes, but like let's make keep track. Mike Quinn killed people on the way out of the prison for sure. Uh, Eddie Robinson definitely killed seven or eight ninjas. Yeah, he killed a bunch of ninjas. Um, uh, the Top Gun guy. Tony Pearson shot a guy down, shot so a that's a down. kill. Uh, uh, Danny Padilla killed a giant. Yeah, that's he, right. He killed yeah. a giant. Well, no, the giant was still alive when he ran off stage. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I guess he just hit him with his hat. That, that was a little G-rated for that one. Okay, sure. He beat and humiliated uh, a giant, but he didn't the, kill him. The flexing Dutchman... Like, killed a woman. Yeah, he killed a woman. Kind of, woman. Yeah, but she was trying to kill him. It's a little different. Eh, he could have just sure. poured it out. It was, you know, a revenge murder, it's true, at it's least. True. I don't, I'm not questioning the morality of any of these kills. I think the executioner, that's a clean kill. I think if someone tries to poison you and you switch glasses, fair play. Uh, ninjas, absolutely. If you see a ninja, go ahead and kill a ninja. That's what they're for. But it is a little weird that ma- the vast majority of these men uh, kill somebody and then come out and pose. I agree. That's I think that's the thing, the point I'm trying to make. It's also uh, weird how they're all ill, and that's the preferable. <laughs> that's the preferable thing you want us to think, and they, spe- so they specify intestinal virus. So you're supposed to picture all of these men just shitting violently. Just shitting. That's why they why they call them the jet. Next is Gary Strait. You got to get your oh, Tom wait. Platts. Oh, give me that Tom Platts. I can't believe how huge his back is. <laughs> Classic plants. <laughs> Gary Stridham's next. And his isn't uh, supernatural. He's on the street telling kids to get high on life. <laughs> and finds, I have... find some gangbangers. I have a clip. Oh, thank God. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 You get it. See, if you want one of those cars, you need success. Because with success, there are rewards. Yes, sir. You could have one of those cars, too. You got to get off the street, man. Yeah, man. So, uh... How do you build a big body like that? Yeah, the body like this. Hard work and dedication. Just like anything in life. You want it, you gotta work for it. What's the secret? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Find them secret. Yeah. Too legit to quit. 
<laughs> Nothing will ever be like that again. The most uniquely insane 1990s moment. I was so ready for it, and it still got me. I just watched it earlier today. I also like before that bit the 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 like Latin Latin stereotype kids go like, "Hey man, do you want some?" drugs like the like how like vince mcmahon thought you know one would purchase drugs i can't believe his whole thing that he does the too legit to quit thing again in the actual bodybuilding set he does too legit they put the words too legit to quit he does the hand motions you can't make somebody else's thing your thing i mean like legally i don't think you can do that I think, I think it betrays like a, t- a kind of racism that he saw that and didn't think this is an MC Hammer thing. This must be what his people do, I think, is like what this like, like I, when I saw this, I was like, this is definitely not an MC Hammer reference. This is someone who saw an MC Hammer video and th- said, oh, I just learned a thing about black culture, the street culture that I'm trying to emulate here in this sketch. That's how I took it. He just I'm g- you know what people are going to remember me for? Too legit to quit. That's the thing they'll remember me, bodybuilder Gary Stridham for, and yes. no other, no other person. No one else. I, I came up with it. I'm gonna take it from fucking MC Hammer in 1992. <laughs> he did not. That was Hammer's. Uh, I I believe it's still his. I think he's might be the only one who tried to take it from. <laughs> why MC why would you? Nobody else wanted it. This is like. Taking like I'm cuckoo for cocoa puffs. You're like, no, I think that belongs to cocoa puffs. <laughs> and I also don't think it works for your situation. <laughs> right. Yeah, it doesn't. Like, like how did like he like he's like the kids are like, oh wow, how do you get this level of success? And he's like, you just gotta be too legit to quit. Like, oh, that's it's probably not even the biggest song of the early '90s you could quote. Like, for, well, for kids, you see, you just gotta be. Please, hammer, don't hurt them. <laughs> you got a bad medicine by John Bon Jovi. <laughs> so you're allowed to take that one. I don't know why, but <laughs> yeah. you are. Thanks. Uh, so now they, they interview all the guys. There's just like a real sad energy, and they talk about all natural bodybuilding. Like they're just like exhausted, like with uh, life Mike, in general. Like Mike Christian could not sound more like disappointed yeah. that this thing is drug free when he's like. Yeah, I like this new steroid, this new no steroid policy. Like, yeah, yeah, it's super fucking great being coming running out of prison and being told I'm fat. That's that's (laughs) ruled. I loved it. Yeah, have you ever like gotten your pump on in your late 30s and then woken up the next day without fucking steroids because it fucking sucks? (laughs) Uh. Also, every I think six of them say I'll be back. Hold on. Maybe did what year did Terminator 2 come out? I want to say it was 92, right? I think it's 91. Terminator 2. 91. Yeah. So uh, every single one of these big guys thought they were reinventing the world when they said, I'll be back. (laughs) In a row. They're in the same room. One of them said, I'll be back. And instead of being like, oh, no, we're wearing the same dress. He was like, (laughs) I've got to say it, too. And they did that six times. (laughs) He took mine, so I'll just say I'm too legit to quit. <laughs> uh, and yeah, then Gary wins again, and I just 
looks like they're shoveling money in the trash, like pyrotechnics start going off and this dead crowd watches the guy flex after watching guys flex for two hours. Wait, there's also a bit at the end where they go back to Lex Luger and he's like, they're showing vignettes of him on the cover of SI and of Time and then right. of the World Bodybuilding Federation magazine, like as if that's the, the biggest magazine to get your thing your face on the cover of there's also a bit at the end where like me gene just like forgets what's going on and i didn't i didn't notice this until when i was doing research i found a recap of it on the website uh wrestlecrap.com great uh, website that 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 notes that that gene gene says he goes ladies and gentlemen once again i want to present to you the five finalists in the 1992 World Body Build a Bacon Championships. World Build a Bacon Championship. One of the last lines that I think it's maybe that's fan. hold on. Maybe that's the name of one of his burgers at his burger place, and he was sneaking a plug in. <laughs> the World Build a Bacon Championship Burger. Uh, it's the only one that's all organic, no drugs. Some drugs. <laughs> Some drugs. We, we smash up an Adderall in the burger. <laughs> Vince McMahon, right towards the end, when he's doing the like, this is it, ladies and gentlemen, this is the big show, this is WBF, this is a drug-free competition. <laughs> Einstein Hunter Frankfurt. Einstein Hunter Frankfurt. It's a podcast canal. Und mit maximalem Schau. Doc Frankfurt podcast. Correct. There's nothing so tragic as when the young die before the old. Here at Hot Dog Space Camp, we know that all too well. A moment of silence, please, for the late Hot Dog Space Class, 2023. Three Finger Louie. Aaron Croston. Adrian H. just wanted to see the stars. Fuck. We told her that's not how it works, but she was a dreamer. Aiden Mouet. Alpha Scientist Java. Unandy. Armando Nava worked hard, partied harder, and, they say, died the hardest. Badger. Benjamin Sironin. Bim Talzer. Brandon Garlock. Brian Saylor was the first to suggest they steal a real rocket, but we're trying not to place blame here. Brianne Whitney. Rockway loves the meat belly. Still does. Barry Tumac. Cyril was the one who actually stole the rocket, and it's his fault. Chad. Chance McDermott. Chris Brower. Curious Glare just wanted to smell space. Devin the Rogue Supreme. Dean Costello. Donald Finney will never forget your tragic last words. Ghost Rod the Whip! Eric Spaulding. Fancy Shark. Jellaho deserved better than to be torn apart by space apes. But he did bring those apes up there. Greg Cunningham. Hambo. Haraka. Harvey Penguini's parents are suing the school we 
understand their hurt, but Exploded by Asteroid is a pretty classic act of God. Hot fart. Jaber Al Aiden died how he lived, on the moon. Jeff Haraski. We've lost every one of our precious Johns. John Dean's family asked us to say, may he rest in the peace he hated in life. John Hector McFarland's family asked us to say, may he rest in war. John McCammon's family asked us to say, may the bastard find no rest. John Minkoff's family chased us off their property with a thresher. Johnny No Fun was ironically too much fun. It turns out space is not the ultimate bong cooler. Joseph Searles will never forget your tragic last words, which were just your own name yelled from a saddle tied to a booster rocket. Now, it may not hurt as badly as losing the Johns, but we lost all of our Joshes too. Josh Fabian, we hope you finally found Alf. Joshua Alf Graves, if only the two of you had met in life. Josh S, we hardly knew ye. Nobody could even find a picture. Leading theories say you were an urban legend. Ken Paisley. K&M. M. Jahi Chappelle. Mac Miserable. Matt Riley, when you enrolled, you told us you wanted to die naked on a comet. We laughed at the time. Max Baroy. Michael Lair. Michael Wells. Now, the school is suing Mickey Lohman's family for defamation. We are not a school full of buttholes who teach kids that rockets point down. Mike Stiles. Moju. N.D. Neil Bailey. Neil Schaefer will miss your laughter most of all. It went like this. War, 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 war. Like a horny walrus choking on a smaller walrus is wild. It's crazy stuff. Neku 104. Nick Ralston. Ozzy Olin. Patrick Herbst, you asked in every class what would happen if you stuck it in the lunar rover. What was the answer, Patrick? Rachel. Rain Vargas. Rhiannon. Sarkovsky. Sean Chase is the one who started the deadly rumor that huffing space got you high. Spotty reception. Supernaut had a theory that, in zero gravity, a fart could propel you forever. It's still going, as far as we know. Ted H. Thomas Cavazos. Timmy Leahy overdosed on freeze-dried ice cream. You can only eat four of those in a lifetime, you know. Toasty God. Tom Sekula. Tommy G. Waylon Russell, Yasarian. Yanis Ioannidis, you were our best, our brightest. The live feed showed you burned that way, too. Dr. Awkward, all of your instructors said it was impossible to do a kickflip in space. They said you'd never land it without gravity. I guess? I guess? I guess the joke's on them because you're kickflipping forever now!